0: Well, isn't it great to have a place to come and join together with your brothers and sisters and, and, and the, the cause, the election, the gifts, you know, individually, you know, and it, I guess it really depends on how you feel about yourself. <laughs> but, but I don't think no one in here would say that uh, I have uh, the power that, that this whole congregation could join up and bring. Uh, the knowledge, the wisdom, body when it's joined together united together i thought about it in prayer this week god that you know paul likened it to the body itself the physical body any part that would be severed or cut could not survive by itself but we've got to be connected we've got to be united but how powerful the body and how much it can be productive accomplishing achieving things as, as you have a healthy body is god but whenever the body begins to have to experience uh, things such as surgery and things of that nature i i, I laughed not really laughed but they, they made light of it mitch and peggy yesterday they made the way to the funeral and uh, Peggy was an arm thing and he had two knee replacements and they was all within just a few days of one another and they said well you know they just help one another and just do so they had to unite and join but uh, it wouldn't like it would have been with so that's the same way. They, you know, that's the reason the devil tries his best. Amen. Even in services, to keep you distracted, to keep you. He doesn't want you to unite, he doesn't want you to connect. Amen. Because I'm telling you, when, when the body connects, in the, especially in the spiritual realm with the head, and I'm telling you, there's things happen in the spiritual world that you and I don't even really realize and understand. But see, God knows. God knows what this afternoon's going to hold, tomorrow, next week. And already he begins to move and operate through us. Love you today. God bless you. Class is going back. And thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for being in the house of God. And, and joining with us. And worshiping with us. And for the Ford's class to be out with us this morning. Appreciate all of you. Amen. Uh, just excited about being a church. Excited about living for God. Amen. As a, a vessel of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, a heavenly treasure and an earthen vessel. Man, how blessed you and I really are. Uh, How blessed we are with the revelation that God's granted us and blessed us by His grace, by His touch into our hearts and His touch into our lives today. Got a good lesson this morning. Sharing God's word. Um, there's more than one way to do that. And, uh, I know that you got the five-fold ministry, you got the pulpit ministry, but but it's as, as important, and not maybe more important, at times. Uh, you and I, as the vessels of the Holy Ghost, as the products on this earth now uh, of the power of His word. You and I represent that. You and I represent the power of God's word, of the effects it can have upon an individual. The power, the authority it can have upon an individual. That's, that's the true witnessing of his spirit. Couldn't do it until Acts 1 and 8. Dude, with that power, man, that means receiving the aid to secure the comforter, of the assistance that we need it that we were not able up to that time to live and to to live that type of victorious life. Man, an overcoming life, overcomers by what? But the word of God, John's writings said to the young man taught him that said, we're coming by the word of God. It's reason you've been chosen, called. And so we, you know, this reason we try to encourage our children and young people and all, you know, any matter. Uh, put the word of God in your heart. Uh, put it in your mind, your spirit build your fellowship and companionship with God out of the Word of God. Don't just depend on your Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights and get your daily devotion. Get your daily time of reading and studying the Word of God because you just never know when you're going to be called on. The reason of the hope that lies within you. How can you have such peace and such joy and such hope in such troubling times and difficult times and Paul warned us. He said, "They're coming. They're coming. You know, suffering, difficult, uh, uh, struggling times, and the church is not exempt. You and I are not exempt." Yesterday, they had every other pew row marked off. They got blue tapes, man. They, they following that social distancing to the T. <laughs> Praise God, and uh, I, I was afraid of that, so I took I took a mask. I took it in my pocket anyway, <laughs> and uh, but and but but you know anyway. So. Um, we're, we're li- living in some, uh, in one sense, people really don't know. The election, different things that's going on, and the directions. And, and as far as I can tell, is, is I can remember uh, two different approaches like never before. Uh, of how they want to handle things and how they're going to respond to things. and uh, Things of that nature. How to change our laws. Um. There's just such a, a vast difference between the two. So, and I, I, they're not, they don't have all the answers. Jesus Christ is the answer. I'm telling you, the gospel, you and I have the answer. We really do. It's the word of God that's hid in our hearts that we might not sin against him. But not only that, but that you and I can be that effective witness. And the effective witness is not, you know, it is important to know the scriptures. I'd love to be able to memorize the whole Bible. You know, I say that all the time. And, and, but I'm gonna tell you something: you you got you got people out there that can that has they can quote the scripture, but, but the scripture has no effect upon them. They don't have a revelation of it. Um, if you you catch them in the right situation, it shows up. They were just letters, but it didn't have no power. It didn't give them some authority and some self control and self discipline. And, and above that, it, it, revelation. Um, especially in the last few months, um, it's just been a lot only about revelation. Uh, not new revelation, but the revelation of the Word and the revelation of God's will and what He means and His intent. As He deals with us and deals with our time, God, how do you want us to respond? What, what path? What direction? How do you want us to handle this? What's the what's most effective to represent you? And you know as well as I do. The scriptures have taught us. That his ways is far above ours. As heavens above the earth. And so you can't use your own reasoning. Your own ability. Even even. and please. I'm not downplaying education. Don't take it that way. I'm not. But, but doctors. I'm talking about educated men. That are in pulpits across America today. Uh, really? Don't have the answer. They don't have the insight. They don't really have a clue. Because with the lack of revelation. The words are spoken, right? But they don't have a revelation of the words. They don't have a true meaning. of What those words was trying to tell us. And guide us in life. And so here, that's the reason that task is upon us today. Far greater a man than than, uh, probably in some places, you know. The church in China. Japan, places like that—it's very obvious. It wouldn't take much, you know. But but today, when you talk talking about religion and talking about all the different denominations and everybody that will fall under the umbrella of a Christian, now to be a Christian, the Bible says to be Christ-like. That's what a Christian is. The first—that's where in Antioch those called Christian. In the First place is called Christian to be, uh, be Christ-like. In other words. They had received his doctrines, his teaching. They had been with him. And not only that, we know that the the Apostle Paul and them, whenever their first encounters against the conflicts and the opposition to this gospel, uh, they called them ignorant men simply because they had not been to their schoolings and their training. But yet, this astounded them as they was in their presence, their response to their questions. And even to the point of wanting to persecute them. And they did, but uh, then their response to that, uh, they didn't rail back like, like you know, uh, they, they responded to like Jesus Christ. And they was willing to take the weapons. They was willing to be cast into the dungeons. They was willing to be crucified. They tell us history. The apostle Peter was crucified upside down and saw the sunders, different ones, you know, you know the story. And so, so how are we going to do now? It's our turn. It's our turn. It's our generation. And in America, where we've been under what we just sung, talked about a little bit about being safe. We've been guarded. We've been guarded. But uh, we see, we're watching a shifting now. Watching a shifting of our political realms and our government. Uh, of not protecting the church so much. Uh, not passing laws to help protect the church. And... And 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 keep it from being persecuted and to be railed and to, and you you can you can watch the shift it came even long before now, amen. In the spiritual realm, I can remember as a boy we didn't like the church, and I don't know it was a Methodist church, but we didn't like it. We didn't people didn't worry about people you know doing things around the house of God. And, Hey, we still make the statements. It was made yesterday. You know you can't lie. You're in the church. It's almost like you know in the church you can't lie, but you can not outside. That's just a, just a saying. Really. But in a sense, I'm telling you, I, I, I've seen people even care, you know. They would, when they hear it, they, they act different than what they would out there. You got to be careful of that. But anyway, the, but the, the the true authority uh, and the respect of the assembling, and it didn't matter which one it was. If it had a steeple and it was called a church, there was a certain amount of awe a respect of fear, fear of God. And uh, it didn't matter if they taught fullness of truth or not. They didn't know, but they would fear the place because... They felt like that was God's place. And so that would be an act against God. Not just man, but against God. But because of a lack of rightly dividing the word of truth. And the true experience of God. And the power of God in our lives. And then the lack of the the epistles. Spiritual epistles. Not not the written epistles. The spiritual epistles that, that all Christians, all followers of Christ should line up. And should look alike and and conduct themselves alike, and should walk in this spirit. Because we're taught, we we understand you can't walk in carnal and the spirit. You can't can't have two masters. And uh, so so we see all this. But to, now I'm putting us all, we're still all in the same bag under Christian. Okay, and so but now we got such a variety and difference. Uh, amen. And and even they have broadened. And for the most part, and we would have to admit, even among us. We're becoming more and more worldly. We're becoming more uh, ungodly. We're becoming more, amen, Why? because of the very things that makes us godly and wholesome, amen. It's not the preaching, it's the lack of the hearing it. Because, see, faith can't come except by hearing. Hearing comes by hearing what? But hearing what? That's, see, now, now what you're going to hear? You've got to hear the word of God. And so uh, to hear that word, you've got to hear the truth. Um, Amen. And thank God if you, you read the scriptures, you're going to find out not only is the Holy Ghost but Jesus made it plain unto him that the spirit of truth. Amen. So that tells me there's many spirits and many false spirits and that can even be under the canopy of being Christ and Christians and followers of Jesus but yet full of dead men's bones and, and full of doctrines and, and direction that's so far off. Even though the words and the quotes are spoken, to, uh, they miss the mark because of the lack of true revelation, the lack of the true foundation. And so what a, what a responsibility that lies upon you and I once we have had, Pentecost is not a religion. Pentecost is experience. And so the experience is so important. That spirit, experience better be with God's approval. And if it's not with God's approval, I don't care where it's happened, who it happened with, and all the other and what all they tell you. All the men on the earth can tell you you've got it, but the God above hadn't. It's his approval. He hadn't put his stand of approval upon it. And, amen. It, it's in vain. It's, you've been deceived. And, and so that's where we're at. We're there. Amen, we're living in one of the most deceived people and generations. Uh, even when the church was born, there was still a vast difference between the Judaizers and the true believers in Christ. And with ones that believed that the Messiah come and those that didn't, there was no doubt. And so the message was pretty simple. It's pretty plain. And one of the messages was the power that's in the name of Jesus and who Jesus was. And then the resurrection. And so, you know, for the most part, the gospel that's preached was the death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. And you know what? A lot of the topics and doctrines that you and I have to battle with today, they didn't have to. They didn't have to battle with the doctrine of one God. Believe that or not. And believe it or not, for hundreds of years, they didn't have to battle, amen, with the doctrine of how to be baptized. Everybody, all the followers said, if you was a follower of Jesus, you was baptized in Jesus. But watch this. If you was going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you better have been ready to become a, a living torch at times. Because you've not been called on to become a burning torch. And going to tell you, under those terms, you, it won't be all talk. Hmm. It'll be genuine. Because it takes, it takes genuine Sincerity to hold you in those times and to keep you from from denying. That's the reason there's so much opposition, there's so much pressure. So America had to be dealt with just a little different. Amen, may because our government and the founding of our government and it's so much that they believed out of the word of God and the, the principles and even the laws they set up, you know, they would be so connected to, to the church. They understood. They realized there is a God that we've got to give an answer to. And, 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 and you can go back and read some of the history. How much, how many of them knew about this fullness of the gospel? I'm not sure, but they feared God. They feared the word of God and some of the most smartest men of that time. Uh, that's the reason they had such an impact and that impact, uh, uh, I thought, and I, I know I'm rambling, I'm going to, but just let me, let me, let me give you, good, let me get watch this. Uh, whenever Opal, they, I found out she had passed, and I told my wife, I may have told one or two of these, but I told my wife, I said, well, that's the last length that we had to our childhood days. She was the last one, 93 years of age, good Baptist all of her life. And, uh, well, she was raised Methodist, but after she married Uncle Mac, they went Baptist. But but anyway, but far as morals, far as us as small children, uh, there was no turmoil, no dramas, never. I can only remember one, and all the time, and it wasn't from that side of the family, it was from the other side. (laughs) Amen. Harold's had a temper, and one time they just let it get the best of it. But one time, only one time that ever happened, I'm going to tell you what happened. But after that, son, they went to extra lengths to 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 cover that up. Not really cover it. But make that right. Man. From walking. From house to house. And all. I mean. It was just. So. So even with that. We had. Also. Right after it. The actions that was taken. To help mend that. It didn't last long at all. It didn't. It didn't. Amen. And so. I I was thinking. That length. And then. You know. I kind of. likened to her. Like a landmark. And. But we're living in a world. Today. Is doing everything it can. To take down monuments. And landmarks. Of. Our history. I'm going to say this. Now, a lot wouldn't like this, but I'm going to tell you, here it is. Here it is. Amen. All the landmarks, they're not beautiful to us. Some of them represents pain and agony. But I'm going to tell you something. You start removing all those landmarks, even those that cause pain and agony, you'll, you'll get where you don't have nothing to get back to. Something on this journey to get you back where you need And That's what's happened with this right here. Slowly and surely, we kept Amen. taking landmarks. With preaching doctrines and saying, Well, that's not essential, and this is not essential. And we don't have to. And, when, and then we started letting them take into the pulpits and the Sunday school rooms and the platforms. And, and so now we got all different types of doctrines and beliefs, and, and different ones that believe well, in this way and that way. And, 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 and even a lot of the forefathers of, of your other denominations, or some of them probably could be brought back today and we could hear their voice. They would be shocked. They would be shocked. Uh, of where it has led to. And where it has arrived now. And here's the deal. We're not exempt. We're not exempt. So we got to keep a guard up. And as, as, as sharing God's word. Don't share your opinion about something. You can. Just make sure you let the, the individual know. This is my opinion about this certain doctrine. Or certain belief. Or practice. Okay. So, so when you talk, start talking about God's word, that's the reason I, I, if, if you're going to get serious, especially with unbelievers and things, I try my best to get them focused on the foundation. Because if you get the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will lead and guide you into all truth. The Holy Ghost will help you with, with the, the dressing, the talking, and where to go and not to go. If you just let the Holy Ghost stay alive in your life and, and have a voice in your life, now, you can you can't quite it. You can ignore it. You can shove it to the side. You really can. In fact, if you don't feed it, if you don't nurse it, you don't deal with it, you don't come to the house of God on a regular basis, and you don't pray and you don't read your Bible, hey, as awesome and as powerful as that experience, it'll, it'll begin to dwindle, begin to lose its flicker, lose its attraction. Okay. So Thank God for the word. The word itself, sometimes just reading it. Man, I got where I just love reading Psalms. There is so much in Psalms, from one spectrum to the other, from, from prophecies, from poetry, from, from the, the emotional roller coaster ride, from, from brokenness, amen, to victorious. And, and all, I mean, it just, it's, it's just amazing. I, I told somebody here I experienced something. I said, hey, I'm going to tell you if you're getting a book of Psalms, read it. I'm they did or not, don't even come to church here. I don't know. Hopefully, prayerfully, they did. Amen. Because if they'll read it, if they'll read it with open heart, open spirit, there's so much that you can gain from psalms and guidance and instructions. But anyway, uh, so here we are. Amen. The point I was going to make about those, uh, those landmarks, those monuments, amen. Hallelujah. Even though some of those are painful, we've we, we got, we got to remember, you know. And, and here's the deal. You don't believe this, you watch this. The cross is not a pretty sight, is it? How much preaching you hear about the cross and about the blood? We've slowly even the cross, the real view and experience of the cross of sacrifice, of dying is not really that attractive. Even though we have have made it a pretty scene and made it something, a symbol of because we understand the power of the cross and the power of the preaching of the cross. Because without the cross experience and the blood experience, there's no experience. Man it loses its power, loses its authority. So we've got to be careful. So anyway, here we go. <clears throat> Sharing God's word. Uh, we should actively share God's word through the ministries God has called us to. Everybody's called to the, spirit, uh, the ministry of what? Reconciliation. It's in your Bible. It's Paul's writing to Corinthian believers. We're all have been called into that ministry. The reconciling—that means bringing others, sheep, sheep bearing sheep, uh, being a witness, a testimony, a light unto them. Uh, that's the reason Peter writes to us to be able to give them the reason, the hope that lies within us to have a scripturally enough a man to be able to give a reason why you believe what you believe, live the way you're living in, victorious as you are. Amen. In life and its difficulties and uh, its pitfalls. And and, and that's where it's important, folks. That's where it's important. It's not when everything is, is, you know, way up here. Uh, It's more important when everything's down here and you're in the dark. Dark times. It's when the candle that's lit has its most effect. Amen. It's... It's during the storm times that somebody's looking for a lighthouse. It's not when the sun's out and the weather's clear and there's no, no waves or nothing. They, they don't need this. They don't even think about the, the, the lighthouse. Come on, preach it to us now. But I'm telling you, we're living in a generation, an hour. We need some lighthouses. In the midst of the storm that's got their light on and the glow and the countenance. And I may preach on that sometime, Moses. Amen. Moses had such an illumination. And he didn't have the Holy Ghost now. He come out of it just simply because being in the presence of God for forty days it caused his natural face to glow and illuminate that he had to put a veil on people to look upon him. So so when we talk about the gospel, we're talking about sharing the word of God. Man, you've done it. You've been there. You you begin to be illuminated, and you your countenance and your light, man. But and you're going to see the heart of this lesson is, is, is much about the opposition against it. And then how do we handle that opposition? How do we respond to it? It's very important. It's very important how we handle that, how we respond to it. That's the reason I've taught you. You know this. The reason it's reason so important to walk with the Holy Ghost, to be able to sense the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost gives a red, red light, stop. Best thing do, not matter what, don't no, matter who it is. Well, that's my that's, don't make any difference. You 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 override that red light in the Holy Ghost, you fix it and make a bigger mess. Good chance that God won't even be able to fix it. Because you overrode. Hmm. But you know what? Before the red light ever comes, there's normally a, a yellow. Caution. Caution. When that caution light comes. Get cautious because really in that time of being cautious can determine whether or not you're going to get another green light or red light. And I know that don't work in the natural, but but in the spiritual it does. Because if, if the other side is not ready and the season's not right or whatever it may be, and then you just, you know, it's kind of like the farmer going out in the field without plowing it, without preparing the ground and just says, well, I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to just throw this corn out there on the ground and hope for the best well, the best is going to be the weeds are going to take over. <laughs> the best, you know, is not going to be too good because of the, the lack of preparation. So guess what's it? God works on preparation of both sides. Arranging, bringing about. And um, so there can be some trials that may come our, our way. That God's getting somebody in a place that they can be dealt with. And so we have to walk very carefully and very humbly. In, in that situation to make sure, huh, God, you know, we want you to touch them. I want you to heal them. But, but, but maybe in, today's not the day. Maybe they hadn't got to the place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God, God sees all this. I don't. God knows the heart. I don't. I'm going to preach on that a little bit tonight. God, God, he's the one. He knows. He knows. We don't. God knows. So, as we watch this and the ministry and how important it is, uh, we're going to use the, the writings actually. Paul's writing to Timothy, the second letter. He's writing to him, and uh, he's, he's many believe that Paul was in his latter days. Some they question that. I don't know all that stuff. I don't know how important it is. I guess it is, but but uh, they they feel like Paul was close to his days of leaving, and so he's trying to help Timothy. As a son of Christ, as a son of God to him, a man he helped develop him, shape him. Titus used him in many times and throughout his ministry and his journeys, three missionary journeys that he had. To a man, even though Timothy wasn't part of all of them, but to the latter ones, and uh, played a very important role, and he put him in places. And even here now, as a young pastor, uh, uh, that's, uh, he, he wants to help him. And so he... Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Amen, long-suffering, doctrine. I, I, I always use this illustration. I love a steak, but I don't want you cramming it down my throat. Man, same way with doctrine, same way with truth. You know, you can't choke them with it. You can't choke them. You can't choke them. You got be, to gotta be wise. You got to be, you know, it, it, first of all, most importantly, it's a God thing, a kingdom thing, not a personal thing. It's not about me. This church is about me. If it runs 300 or 3,000, the church is not about me. It's about Jesus Christ and it's about souls. And that's really all that number represents. Amen. It's souls, hopefully, we're winning and, and, and finishing the journey. Listen to what Paul said about that. Amen. He told them at the end of the journey, he said, The crown, the jewels in my crown, is being. You making it as a chast virgin without blemish and without spot. Because if you don't make it, all my labor is in vain. Hallelujah. More important than anything else was for, for him to present a bride and present a church. Amen. To the Lord. Amen. That, that could be welcomed. could be received. So as we watch this and uh, the writer begins contemplating the topic. He talks about how the walk with the the disciples with Jesus Christ, the blinded eyes being opened, the lame leaping uh, with their hands, being straightened out. All these miracles that they was beholding and watching and transforming taking place, and finally comes to the place. It brings us actually to John the fourteenth chapter. But remember, in John the fourteenth chapter, John's writing here some, uh, I believe, if I'm correct here, some forty years after the first three gospels, and. uh, He's done all of Patmos and all this. So lots went by. So John's got the responsibility of coming back. And that's the reason there's so much written and how he writes. and so much different than the first three Gospels. Amen. John's addressing topics and doctrines and especially of Jesus Christ. And, and this is where we, you and I even get a lot of our, our parts as far as the Holy Ghost, the Comforter and things of this nature. And so even here. Amen. The discussion prior to you to do greater things was with a man with his disciples. Amen. And and it talks about he, taught, he warned them in the beginning. They said, "Don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place. i am going to prepare. I'm coming back to get you if you believe in God, believe also in me." And so he's going through the process, and he talks about where he's going. You know, and you know the way. And, and Tom said, "No, no, we don't." He said, it's said, "So long with me that you you don't know who I am." Now now watch that key word there. Because so long with me. Jesus responded to him. Talking about so long. But yet you and I both know. That at the time that this is being written. That are, are being addressed. Amen. Really at the most. Could have been only three. Three and a half years. That they had walked with him. In this measure. Okay. But in that length of time. Jesus with this twelve That he had handpicked. After an all night prayer meeting. Amen. That. By now, by these signs, by the words and the works, you recognized God, this Jehovah God. So that's what's leading up to this. And so, you know, show us the father, we'd be satisfied, we'd be suffices. And, and so, you know, that's where it goes through. And tell, oh, if you see me, you see the father and he goes right on. And when he drops down, and you get down uh, to that uh, 12th verse and, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because why? I go unto my Father. He gives a reason why. I'm going to my Father. But not only that, as the writer brings out and helps us understand, it carries us to Acts 1 and 8, where we receive the Holy Ghost. And this is where we receive the power, the measure, the down payment of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That gets a hold of us and it takes a part. And so now we have access through the Holy Ghost, through this plan to what? To Jesus Christ. Amen. It, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when Jesus walked, it was the only one Jesus and they, the minister and the lives he could touch. Amen. As God worked through him, operated through him. But now he's not going to have just one, but many members of the body. Amen. Because we become as a part of this body and we're working and reconciling to reach out so the power. And so greater things are going to do. Amen. And one of those things, I believe, is also, is by laying out of hands and they receive the Holy Ghost which they practice often and throughout the book of Acts. Even when they would have miracles and wonders and signs, devils being cast out, men and women being baptized in Jesus' name. But you know what? The Holy Ghost fell on none of them. Until Peter showed up and laid his hands on them because the revelation of who this is, the same scripture talks about so the revelation that he had of who he was. Amen. So we see here, I mean, when you get a revelation, I am telling you, having a revelation that's the reason. And I know I've taught this and I've said this you've got to have more than a head knowledge of truth. You've got to have a heart transforming. You've got to have a spiritual experience. You've got to have a spiritual revelation. Just by the letter, even when it's truth, won't get the job done, ladies and gentlemen. Right. You can quote all the one God scriptures. You can quote the plan of salvation scriptures. You can quote all that. But if you haven't experienced it for yourself, right. you're like a tree with no sap. Mm-hmm. Oh. 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 So just being trained... Raised and taught won't get the job done. That's no different. Oh boy, I, I'm fixing to oh boy. That's no different than the nominal world. That's training, instructing, and guiding theirs in their doctrines. But if the doctrine never transforms us from the inside out, not the outside in, I don't want to I don't want to conform myself. What do you do with conform boards? When you get through four in the farm. Pull them up man. You know unless you're going to use them for another job or something. they are not much good for you. I heard a preacher preach one time. He said you know God sends some families to churches just to be the scaffold. <laughs> what do you mean by that preacher? That means God uses them as scaffolds to get the building and get all this done. When that, that's done. He's done. Now that's hard. Everybody. But whenever you don't believe truth. And allow the real truth take hold in the heart, the mind, and the spirit. Then there's still a lacking of it. Okay? I didn't expect that, folks. I didn't. I promise you. Anyway, there it is. So, we we watch as this begins. Acts Acts 1 and 8, it says. Watch what it says. But he shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you that ye shall be what? Witnesses. Witnesses. Amen. Uh, when you go to court of law, a witness is somebody that, that uh, is, is familiar or has an insight. Now, watch this. Now, all witnesses doesn't mean they seen what took on. Okay? But there are some witnesses, a man, that has a senses or a knowing of what took place and what happened. In other words, they're specialists in certain areas. And so sometimes you call witnesses in a man because they want, they're either to prove or disprove, amen, that this could happen because by their specialty in this, they said it's impossible. There's no way that they could have held the gun and done this or done that and done this. You know, and They so they go. They weren't an eyewitness. They weren't there. But by their their senses and by their knowledge, they, they can say, they can help prove the case, amen, or uh, get the guy off, whatever the case may be. But here, witness, amen. And we know that you and I must have the witness on court day, on judgment day, amen. And that is what? The blood, the water, and the spirit. Amen. We gotta have the word of God. All this works together and, and is one as a witness of Him. But folks, just don't wait to get to heaven for them witnesses show up. Because a true demonstration of the witnessing, amen, is while we're up on this earth and while we're battling against opposition and while we battle against the spirits of the world and the forces of the world and the attitude and the ways of the world. And so now here we gotta have something greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That also includes all the false spirits and false doctrines and, and demonical forces, amen, that's running rapid in our world. So, you know, I don't want to be deceived. I don't allow myself to be deceived. Neither do I want to deceive anybody. And so I've got to have revelation and fresh revelation and encounters with God and direction of how to do things and how to respond to situations, even on a daily basis because nobody, and if you go into our lesson text, you're going to see that's the reason Paul instructed Timothy about in seasons or out of season, Why is that? You need to be, hey amen, as far as the Holy Ghost, the quickening of the Holy Ghost, the instant the Holy Ghost moves and quickens, that's where you and I got to be ready to go. Maybe we didn't plan it. Maybe we, but this helps us understand how, what's, look at Philip, he you the voice of the Holy Ghost. He didn't let his own voice or the pressure of the people or what was going on around him to keep him from willing to go to a desert. So sharing God's words is, it's, it's, you know. As we start into the lesson text itself. I'm going to back up back up previous verses, just a few. You're going to see the time that, and this helps us to understand, because Apollos, Paul, Ephesus, Ephesus was one of the major cities, if I think one of the, maybe the captain, uh, capital city of the Roman province of that time. I'm not sure how, how many, but anyway, it was the major city. Uh, but just prior to this, you can read of a man by the name of Apollos. Apollos. And uh, it's actually in the 18th chapter. I-, I want to bring some of that out. Listen, listen what it said about this man. A certain Jew named Apollos born at Alexandra. Alexandria was the place. It was kind of the center hub. Um, where some translation. It, it, was, it was known that, that was a place of the of a, the greatest library of the world at that time. It was a place of translations of, of the Greek and the Hebrew Old Testament. This is where they many believe it came from. So this particular geographical location area was well known, it's like the Harvard colleges and things of that nature that we know of today. That's, that's so when it makes that statement about that, that's not just a, a statement, it's saying a lot of volume there about where he came from, and his training and his instructions and, and, and the, the, the caliber of man. That he was okay, and so he says an eloquent man, mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Not yet. He spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Knowing only the baptism of John. It's all in you. So this is where it gets so for you and I. When we, we deal with other believers. Or at least to what they have been taught. What they've been instructed. And, and it's, it's not as easy as walk well, as you might think. I mean we can jump out here and say hey. All oh, things go to hell because you didn't get baptized in Jesus' name. Fill the Holy Ghost speak in tongues. You can offend them, kill them, never do any good. Or we can be very wise and, and work with them, and befriend them, and, and, they, and we'll tell you something else. Watch how Aquila and Priscilla operates here. They don't jump up in the middle of his meeting and his 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 teaching or instruction. I don't know what he's doing, but here they don't do that. They don't try to embarrass the man to impress people around them how knowledgeable they were with the revelations that they've already experienced. If we use the revelation God gives us with arrogance and high-mindedness, I'm going to tell you one that gets under my skin and quick, because I'm not educated and that might be my reason, and I'll take that blame. But that's whenever we have preachers get to pulpits and think they're so smart and so educated and got such an insight. They talked and to everybody else like we're a bunch of dummies and a bunch of blah, blah. I'm quick to tell them you didn't get nothing on your own, buddy. God blessed you. We gave it. Now, you may have worked and you may have helped develop it. But I'm telling you, you couldn't have done none. or had the ability to do it had it not been there a God. And That's true for all craftsmen. Okay? Now, y'all take out what you want to. with I don't care. Throw it out the window. It's up to you. It don't matter. But, um, but watch them as they, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Now watch him. Now follow the baptism of John. Now, now catch that now. So that means he's against Judaism. He's, he's not against them, but the law, because he's, he's, he's following and teaching what revelation and insight from John the Baptist so he's already got an ax grinding grind with the Pharisees and the Sadducees in him because they wouldn't for John the Baptist, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? So he wasn't, he was headed in the right direction, but there was a process. And his education, and as intelligent as he was, didn't bring that. God uses two tent makers. And you know what? Paulus didn't, didn't, didn't you don't read nowhere in the scripture of Paulus when they pulled him to the side. You know why? Because I'm sure he's seen something and felt something like, Hey, boy, there's something flowing out of these vessels right here. There, there's, some, there's some attitudes and some spirit. Man. Just because they was tent makers, he didn't look down his nose. And he didn't act like... Hey, that. You don't read none of that. You don't pick up any of that. But they pull him to the side. And the scripture pretty well puts it this way. They took him uh, to them and expounded to him what? The way of God more perfectly. More. Now this is what the lesson's about. Sharing God's word. Not ours. We're sharing God's word. That's one thing that's a problem. We've got way too many men and humanity has injected their own opinions, interpretations, and beliefs. Instead of just letting God's word be God's word. Not adding or taking from. Okay? So then we get to the 19th chapter. Talks about how Apollos, from that point, a man uh, goes to Corinth and uh, with Paul he goes to the upper coast coast of Ephesus and finding again, what's this? Boy, it's funny how these two episodes are right together now. And so these first few verses you're going to find were Paul now. So this helps me because Paul and Aquila had had cut together. They was tent makers together. So they had some companionship and fellowship together. But watch even here with Paul. With the followers of John the Baptist. Amen. 12 of them. You've read it. You know all about it. You know what happened. You know how he questioned them. And, and he questions them about things. That's, uh, uh, that's a must for salvation. Yeah. Because whenever he asked them. Had you received the Holy Ghost. We haven't so much as heard of the Holy Ghost. They was, well, how were you baptized then? So, but there, now watch this. How did Paul pick up on, now wait a minute, you're, you're not Judaizers. You're not, you, there's something here for him to question them. So there were some fruits, there was some spirit, there was some actions that let Paul know, well, then how was you baptized? Well, was baptized into John's baptism. But the whole, well, we had, he said, and here's what. They hadn't realized that the Messiah had come. Now, you've got to remember something. They, don't, they didn't have technology like we got it. They didn't have. So, you know what? Whenever Jesus talks about sowing the word of God, when even Paul's talking about uh, being these type of ministry, it was, it was, it was even uh, so much heavier on them. Because, amen, from village to village, it'd be like, Going to Africa in villages that's never even seen a white man or never has ever, ever heard of a man called Jesus. You see what I'm saying? And so that was the same situation in there at time and day because unless somebody cared to, that's the reason what even America was founded upon what they called a circuit rider. It was a preacher that went from place to place to preach. We didn't get here by ourselves. And so, now we're beginning to really understand the importance, especially in the writings of the Word of God, of why it is so important for you and I as individuals, as part of the church, amen, to be a witness of His Word. And, and, and so, that's really so important how we conduct ourselves. Because the greatest witness, watch this, that little deal, you know, do what I say, but don't, you know, don't do like I do, but do what I say. But the Christians think it does. The Christian world thinks it does. They excuse themselves. They can tell the little white lies. Well, that went over like a lead balloon. But it's the truth. And if you and I are not careful, we'll find ourselves in the same state. Trap. So. Why is, is, is all this so important? I, I, I know what gonna run going on me here. So so when you get on the latter part. I'm going I'm to bypass something. But let me, let me promise you one. This opposition. Folks we've been equipped. The church has been equipped. We just got to be what God wants to make. He's gave us power over all the serpents. And things of that nature. We may talk about some of that tonight. So and, how we need to yield our bodies. And, and give ourselves. And. Uh, I'd love to tell you all this just automatically happens, but it doesn't. Uh, I believe that's one area. If we're not careful, When we tell people instruct them and encourage them so much about getting the Holy Ghost. uh, If we're not careful, we leave them with the impression as soon as you get the Holy Ghost, everything's done. That earthen vessel was not glorified. That old man, you crucified him. He died. But if you're not careful... He'll stick his head back up. Okay? So you have to. That's what Paul talks about. But anyway, I don't get all that. So when you go down to about the 11th verse. And then you're going to notice some things about miracles. Special miracles by Paul. This chosen vessel. Spiritual miracles. And it's amazing how miracles. And how they can. Uh, how many wants to see miracles? How many wants to see a lot of miracles? Well, when I get through this morning tonight. You may look at that a little different. We ought to see them. But we're like a lot of the ball players. We ought to sit in stands. Watch them performing and watch them get beat up and bloody, broken up while we sit in stands. Because you're not going to have miracles without stirring up the spiritual world. And, buddy, she's not going to sit on the sidelines. Hey, I should have waited, huh? No. Because this right here, miracles is what begins to bring this on. And so, when these miracles begin to take place, and it talks about left verse there. special he miracles by the hand of Paul. So then he and his body, were just done that. Tankers and were brought to him and evil spirits and people being dead. Man, they was going out all over Asia now. Man, how was you healed? Why was this? Uh, man, they got this from Paul and sent it down. They prayed over me. When they prayed and stayed on me, I was delivered. I set free. And they was telling Everybody. Now all of a sudden, those are the gods that they was bound down to. And those gods that they were spending their money for. That was making them wealthy. Because in Ephesus, where this big temple, tabernacle was built for Diana. And this is where they had had making all their money. That's the reason you've got to watch your law system. You'd be shocked at how many of you knew their heart. They don't want these drugs to disappear. They don't, want, they, don't want, they don't want the true hand of God to move upon this country. It'll shut our court systems down. It'll cut it in half. Now, I can go down to the list if you want me to. It'll stop a lot of this building hospitals and building more prisons and we don't need near the institutes to deal with our mental problems. It ain't so much a mental as it is a spiritual. Just, here's, the, here's the deal. The spiritual shows up through the mental and the physical. Praise God. We need, we need some notable miracles. I'm going to say this. I, I, just, I don't know, maybe that was just me. but did service, man. Something went through me. I said, hey... What we really need is a good old-fashioned revelation in the spiritual realm. Because people are spinning, and they got specialists to deal with their eyes, their hearts, even the lame. So, watch it. What, that's what starts set the stage, of what's fixing to unfold here. I'm going to preach on this a little more tonight. The same... I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it. I got back here this morning. I came back last night after all that. And, and then I come back. and I'm thinking, anyway, I'm, I'm slow. I'll just be honest. I'm slow. And so when I got back and then I began to see. I began to because I'm going to say this again this morning. There's going to be some going to stand before the Lord. And they're going to say that we cast out. and We've done this and we've done that. But they didn't. So there is a, a real... There's a false. I don't know how all that works. I don't know if God just allows it because uh, of, of, I don't know. I don't know. He made it clear that he didn't know them. I tell you this much. I have a serious problem with people that I know that's living in iniquity. That's living unholy, ungodly lives. Carnal lives. But yet, supposedly, God's talking to them every other breath. God's performing all kind of miracles for them. Doing all kind of Line up to this. So where's it coming from? What's the reason of it? Okay. Man, I'm done. <laughs> take it the Old Testament. God said, I'm going to try the hearts. Israel. You know why some of those deserts are situated? He's going to see what they was made of. So you, without being tested. You got to be tried. You, you can't. You don't know. These teachers don't have a clue if any of them students heard anything they taught. to. they give them a test. Amen. Same way with us. So sometimes the test is to, to see where our passion, our love, our confidence, our trust is at. So that's a reason so important how we respond to all this going on. Because if this is we're facing right now, it's got us tipsy turds and turns it, all that. What you going to do whenever it, especially because some, you know, we, hey, we're going through the tribulation, Some Read the numbers in that one. I Tell some of the Tar War's story just this week. Read the numbers of some of them trumpets and seals. We're talking about a quarter of them. So I'm telling you, anyway, there's a lot to it. A lot of living for God today. Hey, we're in some serious times. But we're on the right side. But I'm going to tell you what, we've got to stay there. You cannot be cast to and fro. Oh. cannot let carnality and the, the pleasures of life and different things choke the word of God out of us. Overwhelm, overpower us. Rob us of time. I'm going to tell you, time is the most precious kind you got. You can't get it back. The seconds and time we spend here. Sorry, can't get back. Enjoy every minute, every second. but Make sure you invest in time and places that it can purchase you eternal time. This is the only place you can do that. The time that you allotted here to make the right preparation that you can attain eternal time. Eternal life. But if you mess up and goof off the time you're given here. Okay. Jumping to me at rabbits this morning. Okay, here we go. After all this took place, and uh, the twenty-first talks about how the word of God had had grew and was and prevailed, and and uh, things that took place in different areas. Uh, drops down about the twenty-third, and the same time there arose a no small stir about that way. At the same time, same time, all these. Have Healed, these hankers are being sent out, and revival is taking place. And power of God, you know, you'd almost be under the, the uh, impression if that's him, the devil, don't have a chance. You know, man, we, we're going to drive the devil out of this community. We're going to drive it out of everybody's life. He's not going to have no access. But Scripture don't back that up. In fact, you see the opposite. Okay, the same time, the same time this was taking place, there arose no small stir so if the bible says there was a snow that means a great stir begin to happen and begin to take place about that way and a certain man by the name of demetrius a silversmith which made silver shrines for diana brought no small gain unto the craftsman man they was making 100 percent profits and 150 percent profits they was padding their pockets a man making these gods building these gods and doing these things and when you begin to mess with people's money you really find out just who, what they're made of, what they're serving, who they are. Appreciate the few nods at least. <laughs> <laughs> Whom he called together with a worksman of like occupation and said, Sirs, you know that by this crap we have our wealth. See, you got to understand something. When you're corner-minded, all you think about is this world, this life. You don't think about eternity. You don't think about heaven and hell. You don't think about any of that. All you think about is what this life has to offer you and what this life has to give you and what you can profit and gain in this life. That's all they was focused on. They didn't care nothing about people. They didn't care nothing about souls. They didn't care nothing about any of that. All they cared about was making money and keep making money. Amen. And doing what they was doing at whatever and whoever's cost. That's the reason the love of money is a root. The love of money is the root to all evil. Moreover, he see and hear that not alone at Ephesus. Watch, listen to what this, this is This is the, the, the carnal man, the devil possessed man, whatever you're calling. Man, he, he began to take No, He began to look around. Hey, this is not just happening in the city of Ephesus here. We're, we're, we're the, the, we got the, the, the uh, temple made for Diana. <laughs> He said, man, it's happening all over, all over. Listen to what he says. But almost throughout all Asia, this Paul had persuaded and uh, turned away much people. How did he persuade them? By the word of God, by the power. Now watch what he told us. Not with enticing words and man's of words of wisdom, but with what? With the demonstration of the Spirit. That's what carries us right back to Acts 1 and 8. It's the Holy Ghost that makes us the powerful witness. It's the Holy Ghost that flows through us. That they can feel. Because of Scripture, Jesus Christ said, that no man can come to the Father unless his Spirit draws them. How are they going to be introduced to the Spirit? Except it flow through you and I. It all works hand in hand. But but when that spirit flows through us, and when that starts happening, don't be surprised before the sun sets that day or the next day, and all of a sudden, man, you start battling with stuff, and you start. Hey, what's going on? What's it? You may not even understand it if you're not careful, especially in this country, because we got laws that protected us from the physical, even though even though they've been shifted. Better watch if you don't believe what I'm telling you. They do different administrations. One of them's already promises setting up laws to help protect, help do things and for the church. And that's for all. All. Not just not just us, but all religions, beliefs. The other one's not doing any of it. It's there. Watch what happens here. Much people saying that. They be no gods which or what? I mean there's no gods made with hands. <laughs> so what they would make? Hey, we got to be careful of that. That's the reason you can't worship your cars. You can't worship your house. You can't worship your hunting. You can't worship you can't worship things that's made. Hey, there's times I thought about I'd just take those two deer heads out there and just throw them. In the car. I, I don't want images. To, to insinuate anything. That I love hunting more than I love God. That I have such a, a desire and a passion to kill a buck deer that I'm willing to bystep all the laws, even the laws of the land to do it. That same principle works in the money ramp. That same principle works in That same principle works in all the areas of our lives. That's the reason you and I have got to have the Holy Ghost. And alive in our lives on a day. Because there's no good thing in my flesh. If it gets a little... It'll rule. It'll dominate. Why you think there's such a struggle in us sometimes. Right and wrong. Good and evil. Darkness and light. How many of you believe we're living in a dark world? How many of you believe they need a candle? They need a light. They need some hope. Watch what he says here. So that not only this, our craft is in danger to be at naught or nothing. Nothing. How many of you would like for the casinos to go? How many of you think that agree with us for it to go? How many of you are going to vote for us have grass or smoking pot? I don't blame you. There we are. You might be surprised that some of you may vote for it right in here. And you know what? If you was one of them was hurting so bad, you might take a. Some of you look at me like Rrr. some of you like. So anyway, it's your you, it's your business. It's not I'm not gonna make it a hell of heaven issue, and I sure hope you don't. Pray about it and do what you think God wants you to do. But I know where the real helpers at and the real heater's at. And see again, watch this. If we can't find it there, we pain will drive you there. Hurt, thirst, hunger. You know why David got in so much trouble? Over that one little lady? Because he stole from a man who just had one. A lot more to that, what people realize. More than just an adultery. Down. There is a principle, a spiritual principle. Watch this. If you had somebody that was come to your house, and especially if he's a stranger, and you knew that he was starving to death and all that, and even if you called him stealing, you'd have more compassion on him than you would a guy that you know that's got this and got that and all that, and he got it by stealing. There was a difference. Our laws are set up to be different. It Depends on the reason why they've done what they've done. Why? They responded like they responded. Well, I'm right back to that, ain't I? Our response, our response, our response. To who we are, where we're at. So we've got to have a passion, we've got to have a desire. I I know my time's up, can I? Uh, The latter part of that, I'd really love to touch up for just a moment uh, preaching the word instant, in-season, out out-of-season, reproof the long-suffering doctrines. So, hey, here, here's the deal. You and I never know when the opportunity is going to show up. That's where you've got to be instant, in-season, out-of-season. Sometimes you may expect it, you know, you may have done the right things, made the right cause, put everything in the right, you know, got your ducks in a row, and, and it happened. Okay, I'm not telling you not to do that. You depend on that. You got to line up everything and you got to get all the ducks in a row and all this stuff, and that's your makeup and that's your character. Uh, You're not going to see too many times of it just by the Holy Ghost happening. That's the difference. That's the difference. (laughs) Amen. So when you look at that word, instant means to keep a sense of urgency because it could be today. That same, that same. Urgency could be also the taken away of the, bride, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you and I ourselves? So if we walk in that in that type of frame of mind and heart and spirit, there's many benefits and blessings to it. But the main key here, because we know that Paul, even Ephesus, went from house to house. He went to the marketplaces. He didn't just depend on the synagogues to his preaching and teaching. He was willing to go to the poor and to the rich. He was willing to go to those that held positions and those that did not. He was willing to go whatever lengths he could that he might, and this is his words, that he might save some. He's willing to spend and be spent. Put it all out, that, and, and Even if that, that he might save some. Some. So, we thank you, stand. God bless you. I love you. appreciate you. I know you're busy a lot and things going on. And um, I understand that. Now is accepted time. You know what? Here's the deal. You never know who you may encounter. We, 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 the scriptures wanted to Said what? Entertain strangers. It likened that into angels. You, know, you never know. But at the same time, you never know who you may encounter that all of a sudden the Holy Ghost quickens in the Holy Ghost and the dots connect. You just never know. I believe you gotta be, I believe you gotta be very spiritual though, very mindful. Because Jesus Christ told us he said, don't cast the pearl before the swine. You're not going to win them. Railing for railing. You're not going to win them. You're not going to dominate them. And have a dominant spirit. And win them. It's not going to happen. The most powerful vessels of God. If you read your Bible. Especially in the New Testament. Even though at one time. They were some of the ones that were Peter and Paul. But Yet to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, they came right the opposite. That's the reason the Bible says we become a new creation. This word's powerful, folks. This God's powerful. and It's powerful upon this earth to them that believe and to them that obey. To them that humbles themselves and says At whatever cost, God, your way, your will. Don't ever forget, our real reward is not in this life. It's in that one to come. That's where the reward's at. That's where the benefit's at. That's the reason Paul likened to those that finished the journey and made it. it be like the jewels in his crown. That, that'll top his joy off above everything else. is to know that they made it. Let's pray. God, we love you today. We're so thankful for your compassion, your grace, your mercy, the word. Lord, I'm asking you just reach down into our hearts, our minds, our souls here today. And each that is here, each man, woman, boy, and girl, uh, nothing can stir us like you can stir us. Nobody can touch us like you can touch us and help us. We want to do what you want us to do in our community, in our families, uh, wherever we go, whoever we make contact with. Um, there would be such an excitement, such a joy of serving you on a daily basis. Help us. Help us to stay focused. Help us to stay connected. Help us through true obedience unto your word and to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. To be the soul winners of our day, the soul winners of our hour. And we understand, even given it all we've got, um, that the numbers may not be as what we'd like for it to be, but God, we just ask you to help us, um, amen, to be the true witness to win souls. We're going to give you the glory, the praise, the honor for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. We'll see you tonight.